if you have aspirations of I want to be a seven figure business owner, I want to be, you know, a multi seven figure business owner, I really want to leverage my, you know, my company, then you have to learn how to do it. And then you have to hire the right people to help you with that too. Hey, nurses. I'm Kiana. And I'm Crystal. And this is the Nurse Boss Shift, where a shift happens. We're here to help you shift your title from employee nurse to boss nurse. Step into your power as an entrepreneur and build a highly profitable business using the skills you already have and learn some new ones along the way. Let's get into it. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Nurse Boss Shift. It's your girl, Crystal P, the beauty NP. And as you see, my partner in crime is not here today. Uh, so it'll just be me doing a solo episode, but I am so excited to welcome today our guest, Ms. Brandy Mabra of Savvy Clover. And um, I'll just give a little bit and then I'll let Brandy take it over so she can explain what exactly um, the amazing things they're doing over at Savvy Clover. Um, but she helps private practice owners to, um, I guess, scale their practice and then just to refine things in their practice. So as you know, uh, Kiana and I are both med spa owners. Um, so we're excited to have this episode to hear some insight from Brandy on, you know, what even we can do to um, continue to build our practice. But welcome, Brandy. Uh, welcome to the show, The Nurse Boss Shift. If you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and what led you here today um, in entrepreneurship. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited just to talk all the things of being the CEO of yes. your, you know, of your of your spa and practice and all the things in just healthcare in general. But I have the honor of working with private practice owners to scale their practices for growth, sustainability, and profit. So we spend a lot of time on team hiring, engaging your team, empowering your team. Um, operations, making sure that your operations and your workflows processes are efficient and effective, um, and then also empowering you to be the best leader you can be for yourself and for, you know, for what you're building. So creating something out of nothing sounds way easier than what it is. So there's so many mindset shifts that, that need to happen, um, you know, getting really comfortable with the financial picture and the money piece of it. Um, you know, putting yourself out there in different ways when it comes to marketing, especially if you have additional providers or additional service providers that you have inside of your company, things can definitely become a little bit more complicated. So we talk about all those things with my clients. And so I'm really blessed to be able to do this work. I have 15 plus years of healthcare experience, business, clinical and uh, leadership too. So I've been on both sides of the coin and both sides of of, you know, on the on the practice side, but also too on the payer side when it comes to the craziness of healthcare insurance, all that stuff. And so I'm happy to be able to bring all that expertise to the table. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, and how did you find this, I guess, as your niche or decide to start? What was your journey with starting this as your own business? Did you, um, you said you were in healthcare 15 years, was it? Mm -hmm. So 15, did, yeah, was this like even was this, was this something you segued into or like I'm getting a lot of response or how was it to where you said, hmm, I can start a business. And I always like to hear the journey of when the light bulb kind of went off, like I can start a business in this. How, how was that journey for you? Yeah, I love this question because I believe when entrepreneurship, it's not always just a very straightforward. There's so many clarity moments and pivots. And, you know, once you start to engage, it's like, oh, well, this sounds better. This doesn't, this doesn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. And so that's exactly my journey. Uh, when I first got out of, of the practice side, I went into consulting, working with a really large payer. And so with that, 
I was working with hospital systems and practices and, and, you know, small practices, corporate practices, you know, in the C-suites of some of the hospital systems and all these things. And so the conversations that we were having were really, it was really fun to do. Um, but when I first started my business, it was actually on career and leadership because that's what I had essentially been able to do. So I've been in a number of different C-suites, especially as a black woman and making over six figures. And I look different and, you know, compared to some of my colleagues. And so one of the things I would always get asked is how were you able to do that? You know, what did you do? How were you able to get promoted? How have you been able to make the amount of money you've been able to make? You know, what have you done during your career? So that's what I thought my niche was going to be. Um, and then once I started okay. to dive into that, it was not what I wanted. <laughs> so it was really fun just to, you know, to be a mentor and to help folks out. But when they started asking me about LinkedIn and resumes and all those things that come with getting a job like that, it like I lost interest. So yeah, I was actually part of a business mastermind at the time. Um, and just getting some support with just starting my business. And so during that time, I realized that there was a lot of questions about just the business and hiring and team engagement and operations. What does that mean? And so I recognized like, oh, well, I know all that, you know, and I actually had more experience than my actual business coach. And so I quickly mm -hmm. learned it was my business expertise that I really, that was more in alignment that I was just sitting on and just not even recognizing it. And so once I started to work with with entrepreneurs in business, I started to talk about my healthcare experience and being on different podcasts, talking about my healthcare experience. And so then I started to get private practice owners asking like, hey, I have this practice, I need help. Um, and so it was very much in alignment with how I could help. But it, it was really weird because I never thought to put two and two together that I've been able to build these really big practices or be part of that. Um, right. And just some of the challenges that can definitely come apart, you know, come with that. I'd never thought that I could have a business like that until I actually stepped into it. And now here I am. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think that's so, so great. And in line with what we always talk about here, because um, one, we tell nurses, you know, just take the first step. You never mm -hmm. know where it's going to lead you. You know, you start with your knowledge, what people are asking you uh, most of the, you know, most of the time what comes easy to you when you start there, but that doesn't necessarily always mean that's where you're going um, to end up. So I think that's great that you were able to make um, that pivot. And then also just the fact of how you were sleeping on your business knowledge and us as nurses sleep on our healthcare knowledge and um, all the things we know and what we could do when we're like, oh, people will pay for that. <laughs> yes, people will pay for that because to you, it comes easily and you don't think that it's anything, but to someone who doesn't know, it's everything. You know, it could be the, um, you know, like your business is, is, is the segue between someone having a successful business or not. So, um, you have to get out there and use that knowledge because someone out there, they are dependent on the knowledge that you have to step out, to be able to give them, give them that. So I think that's so, so amazing. Yeah, um, I to absolutely. ask you talking about mindset, what are some of the biggest mindset, um, obstacles that you see that providers, um, have to go go through in order to cross to the other side to have a more successful business? Yeah, I think too, even going back to that point is imposter syndrome, you know, how oftentimes we don't think what we have matters, or because we've been able to achieve really right. great things, then it's not good enough for somebody, it's going to be bad, or I can't help this person. And so that's probably the number one mindset shift is that you have to own what you bring to the table in all of its forms, right? And so people need you to definitely get over yourself 
and put yourself out there in any kind of way, as imperfect as you are, because we're all imperfect and as uncomfortable as it feels in order to help more people, right? And so we have to definitely just take the step, take the leap, um, go through all the feelings of feeling uncomfortable and scared. And there's some really amazing things that are on the other side of that. But that's the number one thing that you have to do is really just stop hiding and show up with some type of message and then you'll figure it out along the way for sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Now, do you help um, all types of practitioners? So um, physicians who own their own private practice, nurses, nurse practitioners, you kind of help um, everyone who has a private practice? Yeah, a lot of alignment and connection with it. Yes. I, For me, I've worked in a number of different specialties. Um, I've worked in cardiology, asthma and allergy, ophthalmology, um, you know, primary care, uh, you know, well, all kinds. And so at this point in time, the folks who probably reach out to me the most are mental health professionals, nurse practitioners, um, chiropractors, um, who else? Dietitians. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting what happens. And so essentially the core of, of the folks who I help want to help people, right? And then there's always the healthcare aspect. And because from a business perspective, healthcare can be tricky depending on what your payment model is, depending on your staffing model, um, depending on, you know, what you want to do in the space. And so with that, it's, it's definitely, that's where things can start to become more complex, but at the core of, of any healthcare business, it comes down to what are you selling? How much are you selling it for? How are you getting paid? You know, who do you need to hire? What, who's the right fit? You know, what's the business culture that you're going to have? You know, what's the mission? What's the vision? And so at the core of, of the business, it's all the same. So it's just the specialty is different. It's, you know, it's, that's where things start to become a little bit more complex. Absolutely. And in keeping with that same line of questioning with healthcare providers, do you find that there's like a particular hurdle they have to get over? Um, because we aren't like business savvy, I guess you will, we're more on the clinical aspect, but just trying to get like, so they know that they're good, right? They know that they're a good practitioner, but just kind of that business hurdle, what's the main thing that you see that practitioners have to get over, um, to being a successful practice? Yeah, they have to learn business. You know, that is ultimately the number one thing that's going to get in your way. Like if you've never managed a business, run a business, and you've never even been, you could have even been in a leadership position, but looking at things from a high level or to understand business strategy or to understand some of the decisions that you're making and how that's going to impact you financially or making sure that you have the right partners that are part of the business those are things that are very important. And those are the things that will keep you from going to that next level, or at some point in time, going to put you out of business. So I work with, you know, seven figure practice owners, some practice owners are now moving to multi seven, eight figures, and they've been able to grow because they have their clinical skill set, right? And so they've been able to grow, they've been able to somewhat hire, Um, They're just kind of moving Mm -hmm. along, but at some point in time, they get stopped because they have either their team is quitting and they don't understand why the things start to feel really Mm -hmm. hard because they've grown their practice and their business. And now things feel more complex because operationally it's gotten more complex. They're not paying attention to the money because they're busy because they're still being in that practitioner role. And now the financials are starting to become an issue. Right. And so at some point in time, that business piece is going to catch up. So you have to learn 
how to run, manage, and lead a business, right? And so if you are so focused on the clinical side, that's great. That's your expertise, but you still need to learn how to run a practice or your company or, you know, there's, it's, there's no way of getting out of it, like at all. So if you, especially if you have a desire to bring in, you know, large amounts of revenue. So if you have aspirations of, I want to be a seven figure business owner, I want to be, you know, a multi seven figure business owner, I really want to leverage my, you know, my company, then you have to learn how to do it. And then you have to hire the right people to help you with that too. So a lot of the work that I do is just refining and making sure that our folks are hooked up with the right people. Um, So that way things become easier. And it's really fun to watch the transformation because they come in so overwhelmed. And, 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 you know, step by step, we're putting in solutions, they're learning more, they're paying attention to things that they weren't paying attention to prior. Um, They now have, you know, HR partners, they now have a great financial accountant, you know, some of those things. And so their world starts to become really easy. Like one of our clients show up to the call today, hair all done, lipstick on, and she's like, I feel so good. I delegated to my admin and I haven't really leveraged her, you know, and she's like, what do I do with my free time? What's next? You know, so it's really fun just to watch that transformation. (laughs) Yes, yes. That's the fun, the fun part of it when it gets to that part where you feel like you have help and you're utilizing your help how they're mm-hmm. supposed to be um, utilized. I think it's hard for us to, you know, we're used to delegating in the hospital, but then delegating outside um, in the business world is something different. So mm-hmm. it's another learning curve that I feel as practitioners have to get, get over um, as well. Okay, let's see. And then I wanted to see, to ask you with your expertise, what are three um, marketing tips that you would give someone who is trying to um, expand their business, expand their practice? Yeah. um, You know, I would say marketing tips is that there's three phases to marketing and you have to be in that cycle at all times. Um, So in the beginning stages of business, it's just audience building, right? So you're trying to get clarity on who do you want to talk to? Who is the right person to come into, you know, to definitely come into the company Um, How are you going to serve them? What does that look like? And then making sure that you are marketing to the right folks at the right time. So it's all the attraction piece, right? And so some things that you can do is networking. Um, You can definitely collaborate and partner with other folks who might be in similar industries or similar niches or in front of your front of your person. Um, You can do things on social media. So there's a number of different ways that you can definitely go with the marketing route. And then once those folks are part of your world, then the second phase is the nurture and engagement, right? So you have to build that relationship and you have to let them know, you know, this is how I can help you. This is what we got going on. So even from a spa standpoint, so what services are happening? Are there any, you know, special initiatives that you might have or why should they come in? You know, what are some of the things that they might be going through to get them to come in the door. And so you're talking to those pain points, you're talking to the benefits of, of working with you or coming in. Um, and then that third piece is just the commitment, right? And so with that, you're now in a cycle where you were saying, like, I realize that you might have X, Y, and Z that you need to be addressed. This is how we can help you with that. You know, this is the service that we have. This is, um, you know, what will happen once you come in. And so when you're in that cycle, on a continuous basis, that's where revenue becomes more consistent. That's where your impact becomes more consistent. That's where, you know, business starts to get really fun. But usually what ha- what happens is anytime financially things might get dry, it's because there's something that's off in one of those three cycles. 
So or three phases um, you know, when it comes to that marketing cycle. So it's, you know, it, but at the core of it, it is it's marketing one on one is tell people how you can help them. And just, you know, and as yeah. many people as you can tell. <laughs> yes, but getting those pain points and like really mm-hmm. hone in on that so people can come through the door is so important. Going back to us talking about business, I was going to ask you, um, what would you say is the easiest way or the, the cheat code, if you will, to someone who is not business savvy learning business? The cheat code? Oh, the cheat code is to hire a coach. Absolutely. I mean, that is the number one cheat code. Um, You know, because you can. I just love having guests on here. And then you guys say it. It's like, see, it's not just me because I have a coaching program, Mm -hmm. but everyone in business knows that the cheat code is to get a coach. So I'm great. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, Yeah, it's definitely, it's the quickest way to move through things because especially if you're working with somebody who either has that expertise or has been there, um, they can speed you up, you know, because they're not all trying to find the solution. They know the solution, right? And so that's the number one cheat code for sure. And then of course, if you can't go with that cheat code, then you can read and definitely YouTube and Google and do all this stuff, listen to podcasts like this. Um, but if you yeah. want to really move faster than yes, to hire a coach or bring in a consultant to solve the problem for you. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, and then for a lot of, um, you know, especially we teach IV hydration and mm-hmm. how to start, you know, uh, uh, as Kiana calls it a minimum, minimally viable, um, med spa where, you know, we're not huge. We don't have these huge budgets. We're oftentimes starting as solopreneurs, solo practitioners. Um, so, would you say the next way to get to the next level um, in your business would be to scale it? Or is there a way that solo practitioners can do really well um, who might not necessarily want to get into hiring a huge staff, things like that? Um, I guess my question would be, who would they who would they have to hire to help them then if they want to just say solo practitioner to be able to have a thriving business as well? Oh, I always say that you need a good admin, like regardless if you are in that solopreneur space, but you are going to be getting phone calls and scheduling, which is what happens in med spas. Right. And, you know, you need to take money or you have things like administrative things and you are in the space where you're the clinical person and you need to provide those clinical expertise then you need to have an admin person who can take all that off of you so you can focus up, focus on truly bringing in the money. And if you are, the money is attached to you and what you're doing and not doing, then that admin person is important. So oftentimes people will say, well, I don't want to hire or I don't feel like I need to hire. You know, I'm doing everything myself. And then once we start to have deeper conversations and they're busy, especially if they're booked and busy, then they start to recognize like, oh, actually, I do need an admin person. Yeah. And even when you're wanting to add multiple providers or, you know, folks to your team, you want to expand your team, one of the first hires that you need to make would be an admin hire. So oftentimes people skip that, skip that step. Um, and it's, it just allows for you to move quicker, faster, be able to provide more excellent service, make sure that your schedules are full. Um, you know, money, you're not sitting up or having to collect money, you know, you can have somebody who can send invoices or whatever, you know, make sure that the money's on point. Um, you know, if there's payment plans that you're doing, like all of those things become really important. And so the administrative person is key. Yes. Love that. Love that. Um, so for our listeners, and they are aspiring to, um, to have a, um, a private practice, what are you seeing as far as, um, 
I guess, yearly earnings that private practice that you have helped or tell us about some of the practices, maybe where they were at and where you have helped them to get to um, after utilizing your service to let our listeners uh, know what they can aspire to and what is actually possible in in owning a private practice. Yeah. I mean, you can have a private practice that generates, you know, multi-millions. So it's just a matter of frame of reference, what you want to do within the practice. Um, You know, it definitely requires different revenue streams as well. So a lot of the clients that I work with who are at seven figure plus, like I have two co-founders who are flying in on Thursday to work with me. And so we're working towards seven to eight. And so what that looks like, it's multidisciplinary. There's multiple service lines. Um, you know, it's from a team perspective, you know, being very strategic and intentional about the team that you're hiring. So my folks are able to scale from even six to seven or from seven to eight, because we're focusing from that six to seven, it's all about team, right? So making sure that you're a strong delegator, making sure that your leadership skills are on point, making sure that you are paying attention to operations, that you understand your money. Um, you know, so we're looking at rates, we're looking at reimbursement, we're looking at, you know, just making sure that the team that they're hiring makes sense according to where the practice is at that point in time. And then scaling from seven to eight, that's more operational, right? So you have team there, are you leveraging the team to their full capability? Um, you know, what are operational processes and systems? What needs to happen from the revenue streams? Are you leveraging the current revenue streams to their max? to make sure that that money is coming in too. And then also thinking about, is there any other ventures that you want to do? So one of my clients, she in, owns real estate on the side, you know, and so she owns the building that her practice is in. And so she leverages that building too. So it's a matter of just stepping into opportunities, but it starts first with you getting really good at what you're doing, getting really good at with, with that practice. And then once you decide what that vision, that mission is, what you're building, getting the clarity, the sky's the limit. You know, you can do as many things as you want to when it comes to that. And then once you start to sprinkle in like business credit or leveraging the money that's coming in to make more money, like all those things, that's where things start to become really fun. But yeah, I mean, definitely, if you want a multi-million dollar practice, you can have a multi-million dollar practice. It's just a matter of staying focused on that and realizing that that is completely possible. And then making sure that you're investing in yourself along the way, investing in the practice, uh, making sure that you have a good financial partner, making sure that you are definitely not shortchanging your practice or putting in makeshift solutions in order to get there because that's where folks get burned out. That's where they get tired. That's where they start to think like this isn't possible. Um, And it's because either you feel like you can't afford it or I can't do it or I can't hire this person instead of coming from a place of opportunity if this is what you want, how can you get it? You know, how do you need to make that money? Where can that money come from? You know, so there's there's a number of different things that you can do, but it's never a matter of I'm in private practice, I can't make money. No, you can definitely make money. I see it every day. <laughs> so yes. you're like, I know, I see it all the time. I see it all the time. Yes. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> um, so last thing, last thing, if you can just give our listeners who are wanting to start a private practice, three things that they can do right now um, to get them just started. What is some homework that you would give our um, our listeners who are thinking about starting a private practice um, to, to be able to start, to start? What do they need to do to start? Yeah, number one is just start, you know, so especially if you're listening to this and you've been kind of in your head of, I would love to start, you know, just start, take the step. So of course you want to make sure structurally that that you're sound. So, you know, making sure that your business foundation is set, 
So if you need to get like a PLC or if you're at a place of LLC and you need to transition over to S Corp, like those types of things, make sure you're set up that way. Um, the other thing too is making sure that if you're bringing revenue in the door, that you're getting comfortable with money. So even when you're not generating anything, um, paying attention to how your beliefs about money, what you think about money, because that's going to impact a lot of the decisions that you're making. So getting comfortable with that. So that would be my second homework in paying attention to how you're doing things personally with your money. So if you are personally handling your money in a way that is, you know, you're draining out your bank account or, you know, you're coming from a place of scarcity, um, you don't really look at your money, how you're spending it personally, all of that's going to go into your business, right? And so you want to definitely pay attention to that. The third thing I would say is, get help, you know, so if you can just listen to continue to listen to podcasts like this, or get a or read a book, or if you are working even in a nine to five, and you have that income, don't be afraid to spend that income to get a coach, you know, in order to again, accelerate that process for you. And so that way, you're not just starting from a place of, let me just try to figure it out on my own. So just take the step, do the research. <clears throat> you know, figure it out and just realize that there's some amazing things that are on the other side of entrepreneurship. It's not every day. is not easy. There's some days that are just like, oh my gosh, but if I had to pick my heart, I would pick this heart every single day of the week. So it's, you know, it's yes. just a matter of just deciding and pulling the trigger. So the world is truly your oyster. And if it's there, it's there for a reason. Absolutely. I love, I love those, those tips so much, um, especially with dealing with the money, because I know as nurses, we, we can make fast money. Um, mm -hmm. Kiana always says, uh, she calls it like going back to the pole <laughs> when we go back to bedside. <laughs> and even me, I still work one day at the hospital and she's like, Oh, you going, you going to the, the pole, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I'm still going to the pole, but it's because, you know, we can, we count our money in shifts. So it's like, okay, I need to make two shifts to buy these new shoes. I'm going to go do it. Um, but, and I think that's what kind of scares us too, when we get into business, because a, we tell people to look at your finances now and see where you can cut back because especially with building a business, even if you're not, you know, even if you're using our taxes with business credit to help you build the business, there's still a lot of sacrifices you have to make. We get people who take our class and then they're like, oh, well, I couldn't really, um, work on my homework because I just worked the last six shifts in a row, 12 hour shifts. It's like, that's what we're trying to get out of. So we have to really reframe our brain as nurses and thinking about money. So I think it's so important that you said that. And those are ways that you can start there if you're, you know, scared to go out and and because it is an investment to get a business coach. And I think so. I think the sticker price can be a shock for people who aren't in this business game. But as soon as you start and see how much coaching helps you, then it's like you don't mind at all spending money on the next coach. So I think it's good that you brought that up to even start with just a, a financial coach or a life coach who's working with you to clear up some of those money issues or to help you realize why you spend so much money and why you can't just scale back so that you can think about the bigger dream, which is financial freedom and um, time freedom and things that entrepreneurship allows you to do. So uh, yeah, I definitely agree that starting there with starting a mindset coach who can help you out with the money aspect um, is very, very important and will be very helpful because um, it takes a lot of that with building and also scaling a business to know, um, to change your relationship around money. So yeah, yeah. thank you so much for saying. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. So if you can it's let, true. If you can let people know where to find you, um, any offers that you have and about your, your uh, program, please let us know about that. 
Yeah, you can always find me on Instagram. So I am there at Savvy Clover Coaching, S-A-V-V-Y-C-L-O-V-E-R. You can also find me on my website, www.savvyclover.com. And so there waiting for you is a um, private practice health assessment. So if you are wanting to get, you know, just a, a business score for how your practice is doing, that's there. And then also I host a free two day seminar every month. Um, so you can go and check out that and get registered there too. So yeah. Cool. Perfect. And we will link all of that information in the show notes. So be sure to check it out. And also if you guys uh, know anyone who's trying to build a practice or if you're trying to build a practice, send this to your friends or send this to um, any business mates who you might want to help you out with starting your business. Um, Miss Brandy gave us great information today. Uh, please check her out on social media, though it'll be linked in the show notes below and see how she can possibly help your practice. Um, because I'm telling you that the easiest way to scale is to, like she said, is to get under a coach, someone who's been there and she has clearly helped many, many practices to be successful. So go ahead and check her out. But I just want to thank you so much, Randy, for joining us today and all the amazing gems that you dropped to help our um, medical practitioners in starting their own um, private practice and scaling it. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you had as much fun as we did and most importantly, got tons of value from this conversation. Post your biggest aha moments and tag us on social. You can find all of our info in the show notes. And if you love the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review. We're so grateful for each and every one of you and cannot wait to see you crush it in your businesses. Talk to you next time.